you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. It's uh, I, I mean, I can't speak for you, but it's a beautiful day outside. Uh, it's uh, it's oh, sunny and there's l- lovely weather. I, 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 mean, I don't know what's happening for you, but we're we're enjoying just, a beautiful just snow. Just, <laughs> just 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 snow. Just Typical snow. April snow. Snow. Okay. Um, we got a busy show for you, Landon, today, or for you, for you. Well, it is going to be for you because you don't know what we're doing today. That's right. I'm actually going to surprise you. Uh, I did not go over any pre-show notes with you because I wanted to get some of your initial reactions on uh, some a, a mock draft, really. Oh, no. Todd McShay of ESPN uh, released, I believe it was his third mock draft of the year, and there was some shocking things inside of his mock. And the reason why I like to go through these mocks is, as you guys know out there, some of the big media people, especially at ESPN and the NFL Network, their mocks are typically a pretty good indication of what the league thinks of players and where they will go. So I want to roll through the first round. And actually, there's a, there, a there's, there is a second round to this mock. Oh, boy. But let's just kind of do this one by one until we get to the Cowboys pick. Because oh I, want, I want your thoughts as we're doing this. Because okay. you have not seen this mock, No, correct? I have not. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. So at number one is Trevor Lawrence. What? At number two is oh, Zach. Okay. Yeah, shock. <laughs> Sorry. Number two is uh, Zach Wilson to the Jets. Number three is Mac Jones to the 49ers. We've been hearing it. It seems like it's. We've been hearing we've it. We've been hearing it, okay? Yep. So now this is where things get a little crazy, right? At number four is Kyle Pitts to the Falcons, which seems like the kind of the, the landing spot for Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. At number five is Jamar Chase going to the Bengals, reuniting with Joe Burrow. Okay. At number six is Devontae Smith going to Miami to play with Tua. Number seven is a slight trade-up for Carolina to get Trey Lance. Number eight is Detroit taking Jalen Waddell. And number nine, the Denver Broncos take Patrick Sertan. Mm. So, here we are, Landon, sitting at number 10. And both the offensive tackles, Penny Sewell and Rashawn Slater, are on the board. And quarterback Justin Fields is still on the board. You are the Dallas Cowboys. Where are you going if you if this scenario plays out? Back. I'm going back. I'm You're going back. I'm going back. Give me give me those <clears throat> trade options. Who do, what do you guys want for Justin Fields, who's actually probably the second best quarterback in this draft? Um, I yeah. I mean, I think if Fields, it's interesting to me that Fields falls. Like because and and, and this is. I've seen other I've seen other mocks that have this similar right that that mm-hmm. I mean because there's lots of there's lots of smoke out there that Mac Jones is the quarterback that San Francisco is interested in, and there's Why? also I don't understand but yeah I mean listen uh, we're not trying to understand <laughs> I'm just I'm just passing yeah, yeah, along yeah. information, um, and and then you know I, I we've heard or at least I've heard as well that that Carolina has some infatuation with Trey Lance so it's to me I don't understand the. 
lack of respect for Justin Fields, I guess, is what it is. I think Justin Fields is a fantastic quarterback <clears throat> prospect. I think he's the number one. But pick. doesn't this doesn't this top, let's say, seven or eight picks make a lot of sense? Like when I look yeah. at the draft, I almost feel like this is this is very likely oh, yeah. how it's, it is going to go. I absolutely think it's likely. I just I can't quite make sense because I think you know, like I said, I think Justin Fields any other year is a number one overall pick. Um, I I agree. And so I think the idea that he could fall this far uh, is is I mean it's a, frankly all of this news is good news for the Cowboys right like even if except for Patrick except, except for, for Sertan going, going down but, but but honestly yeah, yeah. but honestly if, since since the beginning of this if we were to rank the priority of of what our favorite scenarios would be Sertan was always second to trading back like I mean uh, yeah sure and, yeah. And so I think that that if that opportunity re you know represented itself in the, in the form of Justin Fields falling to 10 and, you know, New England picking up the phone or, uh, uh, you know, some, some team that's just like a couple spots back that's still in the quarterback race. Uh, why wouldn't the Cowboys think about, you know, trading back, picking up a couple of extra picks? I mean, especially if well, Sertan's gone, right? Like, I, I think that makes it even more palatable because you can take J.C. Horn if you want. And, and that that's a, certainly is not a bad pick at all. But I, I just think that you're likely to get more bites at the apple with, with the trade back, uh, an opportunity to kind of get a player that you may like a little bit more, but you may find uh, uh, you know better value at the <clears throat> trade back spot than you would at ten. All right, so let's let's continue to break this down. So again, I'm going to remind the listeners when I said this, I did not say Penny Sual was a top nine pick in this draft, so he is still on the board yeah. for the Cowboys at ten, and that what's that's what makes trading harder, right? Because not. Actually, it doesn't make it harder to trade. It makes it harder to trade away, trade away from, from that spot, Fair. right? Right. So if you're sitting at 10 and Pene Suel is on the board and somebody wants to come up for Justin Fields, what do you do, Landon? I mean, again, I, I think you have to see what the deal is. I love Suel. I mean, I, 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 I love what he's got. But if both Slater and Sewell are there and you have a trade back option, that might be worth it because, I mean, honestly, you may end up with one of those other guys depending on how far back you get uh, and so, extra pick. Yes, I, I think you're, you're, you're on to something there. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is coconut versus birthday cake. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. McShay actually has a couple trades happening in this mock directly after the Cowboys. So, for instance, in this mock, he has the Patriots trading up to 11 to grab Justin Fields. Mm. What they give up, again, so they're drafting at 15. They're giving up pick 96 in a 2022 second-round pick. Is that enough for you to go from 10 to 15, giving up Suell and maybe J.C. Horn? No, I need more than that. See, and that's, that's the problem. All right, so let me give you a different scenario. Uh, let's say the Raiders, who desperately needed offensive tackle, they drafted 17. They also have picked 48. Would you go down from 10 to 17 and pick up 48? Yes, I would do that. 
Okay. See, I don't think I would though. And well, let's because I think when you, if you're trading back that far, let, let's go through the names. Let, let's see who would be available to you if you did that in in this draft, Landon. Who's who's All available right. in the McShay draft? Well, that's what I'm gonna say. All right. Oh, okay. So yeah. Let's yeah. Say, let's hear it. Let's say we go down to pick 17. All right. I will give you some guys that are available. Uh, these are actually the guys that go in order: uh, Trevon uh, Merig, the safety from TCU; Caleb Farley, the cornerback from Virginia Tech; Christian Darasa; Kadarius Tony; Quiddy Pegg; Greg Newsom; uh, Tevin Jenkins; Elijah Moore; Jamin Davis; Aziz Ojolari. That's the problem. What's, what's the here. problem? What's I, I don't know. Well, I don't see a problem. I'll take any of those guys at seventeen. I got no issues. And then take another guy at forty-eight and have forty-four. Give me that, man. It's not that I have a problem with it. It's just I have a problem with it if if I'm trading away from Suell. That's that's the issue here, right? Like if, if Suell goes inside the top nine and he's just not there, and I'm trading away from J.C. Horn, I get it. But if I'm trading away from Suell, that's where I have a problem. You know, I, I think it's certainly it certainly is not cut and dry. I mean, I certainly understand your your hesitancy there. Uh, you know, Sewell's one of the guys besides Pitts. I think that we've said that offensively, if they if they fall to ten, um, and you don't have other options, that's a great pick. That's a fantastic pick. You know, um, and I think Slater falls into that category too. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, you know, I think you clearly have multiple needs. You clearly have a team that, <laughs> and this is kind of flying in, in the face of my own desires to trade up from 44, but you clearly have a team that, you know, you need some multiple bites at the apple here. You, you need sure, a couple sure, different sure. spots. Um, you know, I, I, it's hard to trade away from a guy like Sewell because especially when you have an aging left tackle uh, and, and the guy that, that you could potentially be replacing it with him seems like, you know, the kind of guy that you got originally with Tyron Smith, right? A 20 year old yes. freak of well, nature athlete. The, the other thing is here, Landon, if you, let's say somebody comes up and gets fields, I've got an awfully hard time allowing Penny Sewell to fall to either the giants or the Eagles in the next two spots. Like that's the part that would really suck. Right. That's fair. Um, but the truth is that they're going to get Rashawn Slater, you know, or they're going to get like we can't stop these guys from. That's picking. true. You, you, you can't you can't draft based on worrying about what everybody yeah. else is going to do. It's just listen, Landon, when we were doing these podcasts in December talking about the NFL draft, we were thinking like if a Cowboys picked at four, Penny Suell might be the best pick they could possibly make at that spot. Right. Yeah. And now if we're sitting at 10 and he's still there. I, I don't know if a mid-second round pick is enough for me to move away from him. I, I, listen, I love trading down. I love picking up more assets. It's just, if a, I hate to keep using this word, but if a generational offensive tackle is there and you're trading away from that, that's where I have a little bit of a problem. Yeah, and, and I guess that, that that all comes down to how they view Sewell. Yes. You know, because, I, I mean, I think I agree with you that I think he's a rare talent. I think uh, uh, we talked about this. I think, you know, other people may not feel this way, but I think you, you, you stack him up against the last year's tackle group, and I think he fits very nicely near the top of that group. Um, so I certainly – it's it's not an easy decision. It's certainly not – no, uh, uh, But it's also kind of a champagne problem, right? you got two really good choices. Like that, yeah, that, that's well. – picking Sewell or getting a, an opportunity to trade back and get pick up picks – 
uh, and then still getting a, a player that you like at 17? Because honestly, I mean, even the names that you listed there. Yeah, if I it's like Ojolari, if yeah. it's Darasaw. Like I mean, Darasaw at 17, like, yeah. plus if a getting... second-round pick, I think that's sure. that's, sure. that's appealing. Uh, there's also other guys. I mean, Greg Newsom is there, J- uh, Jamin Davis, Zayvon Collins, Jalen Phillips. So there is talent there. It's just how much do you want to trade away from Penny well, Let, and, Go ahead. And the, real quick, I will say this. I mean, you, you call Jalen Phillips uh, the wild card of the draft. I could not agree with you more. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who has top five talent. Does trading back and giving you that extra yes. pick give you the coverage you need to feel comfortable taking someone like Jalen Phillips at 17? I think it would. Uh, and that could potentially be a, a real game changer draft pick if, if he uh, hits. I agree. That's the that's the range where I start considering him because the talent is just unbelievable. Uh, let's talk about what McShay actually did for the Cowboys because he did neither of those two options for the Cowboys sitting at number ten. Did. Of course he did. Uh, he actually he actually gave them J.C. Horn, the cornerback from South Carolina, and honestly, I don't hate it. Like if you're if you're not going to trade back. Taking J.C. Horn at 10 is a lot of fun. Uh, we don't need to go through this whole thing of how he fits into the Cowboys defense because we already know. I mean, he, he would be a fantastic fit. He's a great athlete. I also think he gives them a little bit of a, a an edge that they've been ma- missing on defense for a little sure. bit. I have no problem with that at all. Um, I want to talk about what he did for the Cowboys in the second round because, Landon, I thought it was very interesting the name that he gave to the Cowboys oh uh, at pick. Uh, what what are the Cowboys pick? Forty four in the in the second. Forty four. They already got their cornerback, so they take the best defensive player available, which is Christian Barmore, the defensive tackle from Alabama. Now, mm. if you would have told me two weeks ago Barmore falling to forty four, I wouldn't have believed it. But he wasn't the best tester at the Combine, or excuse me, on his pro day. It sounds like the NFL world isn't quite as high on him. But how would you feel if the Cowboys were able to go 1-2 of J.C. Horn, Christian Barmore? I mean, I feel pretty good. I mean, I think, you know, Barmore definitely struggles in the run game, uh, as we've discussed before. And, And I think, you know, I think a lot of that can be cleaned up. What he does well is something that is very hard to find in this in this draft class. Is he's a very good interior pass rusher, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that that's something that's very highly coveted nowadays in in, in today's short game and, and quick game of, of the NFL. Teams are more wanting to get the ball out of their quarterback's hands quicker to get you know to, to avoid the pass rush that's happening. Um, and I think that uh, the only way to write, kind of really counteract that with pass rush is to have an interior pass rusher who can get to the quarterback quickly or disrupt in front of his face. Uh, and I think that Bar- Barmore is a guy that, that can come in and, and provide that to a certain degree in a way that a lot of these other defensive tackles under you know, three technique types can't. Um, so I, you know, I, I think 44 is probably a, an appropriate spot to take someone like Barmore. Um, you know, he didn't. He played sparingly mm-hmm. as far as you know a draft pick goes at Alabama but I also think there's a reason that they kept on trying to put him on the field uh, because he had a, a skill set that was coveted by Nick Saban yeah um, and I do think he's a little different than Neville Gallimore and uh, yeah. Tristan Hill right I mean in some ways he's similar in some ways he's different right I mean I think all three of those guys have problems stopping the run but I think the difference is his body is quite a bit different than those other two right yeah, he's he's more kind of big and long a little bit, like a like a, a taller, uh, and I think he's he's probably a little bit 
Maybe a little bit slip, slippier, slippier. Sl- is that sl- the word? Yeah, slippier. Sure. Yeah, he slips off. I a mean, little bit more like... slippy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's three hundred and ten yeah. pounds. That's the other yeah. thing is like he's got the and he's six foot six, so he's got the yeah. frame to add another ten pounds. And if you got somebody who can be a one technique and a three technique can flip back and forth, that's valuable. It's just it would not shock me at all, Landon, if it never comes together. Or yeah, I if mean, in year three it comes together, right? Yeah, that's I mean that's the issue with defensive tackles, right? Is that you know yeah. they they all develop kind of at different rates, and depending on their skill sets, uh, you know it's it's more or less useful uh, early on in their career, uh, and and that's why guys like you know we're gonna see what happens with Tristan Hill this year, yeah. But it, yeah. It, you know I wouldn't be surprised if Tristan Hill broke out and had a great season next year, uh, and I think when you look back at the, his first two seasons, that would be a shocking surprise, but that's kind of just how defensive tackles are sometimes is that they, yeah. it, sometimes it takes, especially the younger ones, it takes them a little bit longer to kind of develop. It takes them a little bit longer to get used to the, the, the speed that these big guys inside are moving <clears> with. And then once they can get, once they get adjusted to that, uh, a lot of them that have the talent, you know, that flash early on in their career, they find their way back to that talent and they find their way back to production. Yeah, I think Barmore is somebody, if he's there at 44, it almost doesn't matter who else is around because yeah. his talent is just so good, and it's at a position of need. Just keep adding picks to the defensive tackle spot. Uh, I think that's good. Just want to take a quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Just wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Now, let's play some some Would You Rather, Landon, hindsight being 2020 in the strap. So McShay gave the Cowboys J.C. Horn and Christian Barmore. That's hard to beat, but looking back at his draft now, would you rather have like Penny Suell at 10 and then take your corner in the second round, which is either uh, Melifamu, Tyson Campbell, or Eric Stokes? I think that that's a good option too. I mean, I think that that's uh, because I think you can you can take Sewell and you could mm-hmm. you could take Tyson Campbell, you could take Melifonwu. Either one of those guys can plug in opposite of Diggs and, and you have, you know, that's the thing is – you're playing a, a Quinn cover three system. Yep. You don't 
have to have an elite corner like that as long as you've got a solid group across the board that are fitting into their drops. It's someone who can play some man coverage. I think Diggs and Melifonu both fall into that category. I think Stokes could do that. I think uh, – uh, Campbell, you hate Ty- as I say, you hate Tyson Campbell. You it sounded I, I like you didn't want to say that at all. I don't hate Tyson Campbell. I I, I just think that I think that he is going to uh, he is going to he's he's going to fit certain systems more than others, right? Yeah, I and, and, and the, I think he's going to fit the Cowboys system better than yep. others. Uh, so I don't hate Campbell. I just think that he, uh, you know, when when I was evaluating him, I think that he is. Uh, He's he's probably a, a good fit for the Cowboys, but not necessarily across the board. I think I that Stokes is more of a guy that you could try to fit into any system if you wanted. Okay. To. What about J yeah. C Horn and Alex Leatherwood or Penny Sewell and your favorite cornerback? Uh, I de- I definitely think I would take Penny Sewell my favorite cornerback. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Let, let me give you let me give you one more. All right. Let's. Let's assume the Cowboys did the trade back with the Raiders, picked up picks number 70, or 17 and 48. And let's go Jalen Phillips. And then you get, let's say, Christian Barmore and your favorite cornerback in the second round. Yeah. I mean, I think, honestly, at that, at that point, I may think about getting a, a, a safety. I may think, uh, you know, you get like uh, – uh, I don't know, Richie, Richie Grant, Grant at 48 yeah. or something like that, right? Yeah, uh, and, they go sign, and they go sign a veteran corner after So, after, so let's after do that. So let's say it's Jalen Phillips and let's say it's Tyson Campbell and Richie Grant. Do you like that better than J.C. Horn and Barrymore? Maybe a little bit. Just because I think that – I hmm, that's really tough. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's, see, that's where that trade back does help because you can yeah. – if you're just sitting in the second round, you could go and just take – Two guys that are falling. You could also package your other two third round picks and go up and get a third second round pick, and you know maybe try to get an offensive tackle, a safety, and a cornerback. It gives you a lot of options. The bad thing is, I'm not sure you're going to get an elite level talent, especially if Jalen Phillips can't stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, I think if a if Aziz Ojolari is there or Newsom's there, I think you yeah. still have a chance of getting a really good player. Right, uh, and obviously right. Phillips as well. Uh, uh, you have a you have a, a, the opportunity to re- still get a really good player that you like. Uh, there is some risk there. I think that's why they're not those players aren't going in the top ten. But uh, I think those those three specifically, I think, will be available at seventeen, and I think I uh, they still give you the opportunity to to really improve uh, what's happening on the defensive side of the ball. So overall, a pretty good mock by by Todd McShay gives Cowboys a lot of different options. I'm certainly if they end up with J.C. Horn and Christian Barmore in the first two rounds, That's... I will. I'll, listen, even if they even if they don't pick Penny Sewell, I will come away very happy with that, that draft. That is quite the haul. Uh, it certainly gives the Cowboys lots of options, lots of things of things that they could potentially do. Uh, I think that that's a pretty good scenario for the Cowboys. What are your final thoughts on McShay's mock? Yeah, I mean, again, I think, you know, just hearing this, I thought it was going to be a crazy draft, mock draft. But honestly, I think this is probably pretty close to how things are going to play out. I think the Cowboys, yeah. the, 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 the real hurdle that the Cowboys need to worry about is uh, at nine and seeing if uh, Denver takes their tan. Um, but I think that there's a very high the, the likelihood that the Cowboys end up at 10 with Sertan available. 
Uh, and then, you know, anything outside of that, it, it may actually be more interesting for the Cowboys. Yeah. And I think this kind yeah. of showed this, you know, like a Justin Fields being available. There are nine offensive players that are are the highly ranked, you know. Mm -hmm. So if one of them doesn't get picked before us, there's a, there's a, there's a chance that there's a team that's going to want to trade up for one of those guys, whether it's Pitts or Chase or, uh, or, or you know, Fields or whoever it is at this point. Yeah, I, I would say the good thing is if one of the receivers falls, I think teams across the NFL know that the Giants and the Eagles would like to grab one of those guys, and having them pick at 11 and 12, I think makes it you know a natural landing spot for the Cowboys at number 10. So. Uh, it's going to be a crazy draft. I'm excited. We're less than a month away, and it seems like we're starting to get an idea how the top five or six picks should shake out, and I think the Cowboys are going to be sitting pretty good. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnCowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.